0: coming up now on Established in the Faith. You don't go to God on your time schedule. You go before God when He gives you permission. And mighty Holy Ghost conviction rests upon the backslider and the unsaved. That is God giving you permission to repent. And welcome today to Established in the Faith This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church Over in Middlesex, North Carolina And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today Got a great message lined up for you Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes If not, let me encourage you to go over to Establishedinthefaith.com There you can listen to today's message As well as many others that are in podcast form Well, we're going to go on into the message now Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to the book of First Samuel? First Samuel, Chapter Thirty One. 1 Samuel chapter 31, beginning with the first verse. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons. And the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua. Saul's sons and the battle went sore against Saul and the archers hit him and he was sore wounded of the archers then said Saul unto his armor bearer draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me but his armor bearer would not for he was sore afraid therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. So Saul died, and his three sons, and his armor-bearer, and all his men that same day together. I just want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. The last hours of Saul. Let's go to Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, I ask that you will take this message today, form every word in my mouth as things have been studied and prepared. Lord, I ask that you will steer this message today in the direction that you will have it to go. Lord, I do not know what the needs of these people are, but Lord, you do. So I'm asking for the anointing of your Spirit today to rest upon me. Help me to rightly divide this word of truth, anoint your people to hear it and receive it. Lord, in some way be drawn closer to you. And Lord, I'm careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The events of which I've just read to you today is sad indeed. But it did not have to turn out and be this way. God dealt with Saul time and time again. Even in the very beginning as Israel went to Samuel and said, Make us a king. We want to be like all the other nations are. And God wanted Israel to have a king, and I believe it that God wanted David to be the first king of Israel. But David, at this particular time, was either not even born yet, or was just a little fellow at best at this particular time. And Israel jumped the gun, so to speak, and they wanted a king. And God chose the best that the flesh could produce, which was Saul. Anointed him with the Holy Spirit to where he had everything he needed to lead Israel. But Saul had some problems. He would not obey God. We can see it in the 13th chapter of 1st Samuel. Saul did not have a proper understanding of the sacrificial system. He had no confidence in the sacrifice. The sacrificial system pointed to Christ and what Christ would do for us at Calvary's cross. But he did not understand what it all meant. He did not understand what it represented. And he offered up a sacrifice himself without waiting for Samuel. A thing which he should not have done. That was mistake number one. And everything else that would follow, it all goes back to a misunderstanding and a lack of confidence in the sacrifice. The same can be said for the church world today. The reason a lot of churches are going off in the direction that they're going... And the reason there's a lot of strife in churches today and a lot of church splits and things going on on the church scene that ought not to be, it all goes back to a lack of understanding as it pertains to the sacrifice, the finished work of Christ, and obedience to God's Word. Saul would not obey God. In the 15th chapter, God said, I want you to go in and destroy the Amalekites, kill everything. Leave no one alive, destroy the animals, kill everything. But Saul chose to keep the best of the sheep, and he saved King Agag alive. Still would not obey God, and because of his disobedience... The Bible says that the Spirit of God departed from Saul. I hope that every one of you that I'm looking at right now in this sanctuary, and I wish I could say every one of you listening by radio today, I hope that you are saved. If you are saved, the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If you're saved today, you've got the most powerful force in all of the universe dwelling on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is there to lead you and guide you. And He'll tell you what direction you should go. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He'll tell you. Not to hang around that particular one there. He'll tell you not to be friends with this one. He'll tell you you need to go to this church over here. He'll tell you that you need to read the Word of God. And the list goes on and on. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. But if you buck up against what the Holy Spirit says... And you refuse to go in that direction. You are being disobedient to the Spirit of God. And you are grieving the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit of God departed from Saul because he would not obey God. And when the Spirit of God departed from Saul, an evil spirit came upon him. And at this point in time, Saul was not able to fight his enemies as he once did. Goliath steps up one day and Saul doesn't know what to do and no one else following him knows what to do. Oh, but little David, somewhere around maybe 15 years of age, Anointed by the Holy Spirit, as Samuel had gone with his horn of oil and poured it over his head, he had the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon his life. And he took a stone and he threw it and he hit the giant and killed him dead on the spot. That's what the anointing of the Holy Ghost will do. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life, preacher. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your ministry. I don't know who you are listening. To me today But in your music You must have the anointing Of the Holy Spirit In your music It must be there Battles cannot be fought Without the anointing Of the Holy Spirit And Jesus said Without me You can do nothing David killed the giant And Saul made David one of his servants. He was a servant to the king. Later moved on up to captain over the armies of Israel. Would go out with the armies of Israel and would win battle after battle and come in and out before the people. And on one particular occasion as David rode in with the armies of Israel behind him, Saul sitting there heard the women say that Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And jealousy rose up in the heart of Saul. And he set his eye on David from that day forward to kill him. Threw a spear at him on several different occasions trying to kill him. For the next ten to fifteen years, David would be hunted like a wild animal running from Saul. On two different occasions, Saul would take 3,000 chosen men of Israel to go out and kill David. 3,000 against one. And on each occasion, God turned it around in David's favor. And God even used David to try to reach Saul. And on both of those occasions, Saul was drawn down to his knees. And he repented, but it was a repentance that was short-lived. You need to hear that. People can truly repent, but it be a short-lived repentance. And this pressure of Saul trying to kill David, it finally got to David to where he went over into the land of the Philistines for some 16 months, fighting for King Achish. But it all came to a head when the Philistines set their battle in array against Israel. David almost would be in this battle to fight against his own people. And the night before this battle, Saul, there was a deep foreboding in his spirit, and he was right. Something was wrong. He inquired of the Lord, and the Lord would not answer him. He would go to the priest. And the priest would use the urum and the thummum And God would not answer by that means either. Neither by prophet nor by dreams. God would not answer. Two things I want to say here about that. First of all, as a child of God, through and by the precious blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's cross you can go before the throne of grace any time you so desire. Praise God. That is your privilege. But backslider, an unsaved person, whomever you may be, you don't go to God on your time schedule. You go before God when He gives you permission And mighty Holy Ghost conviction rests upon the backslider and the unsaved. And you don't feel comfortable. That's the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. That is God giving you permission to repent. That's number one. Number two, there is only one prayer that God is required to answer. From a backslider and the unsaved. And that is a prayer of repentance. It's when they go before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I've messed up. I've made a mess of things. God, help me. And God has promised that he'll save you if you'll go to him and humble yourself. But Saul was going before the Lord. He wanted information about how to fight the Philistines. And God would not answer him. So he takes two men with him. And they go over to a little village called Endor. Goes to this woman that had a familiar spirit. Goes to her at night under the cover of darkness. And then said, Divine unto me by a familiar spirit and bring up Samuel Samuel had died some time before and this witch goes into her ritualistic seance and she cries out into the night with a loud voice and she said I see gods coming up out of the earth it was demon spirits he said, I see one. I see an old man with a mantle on his head. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. Bible scholars have debated this for years was that really Samuel? I personally do not believe that it was, and I'll tell you why. I believe what she saw was a familiar spirit. It was a demon spirit that was familiar with things and took on the appearance of Samuel. And here's why I believe it was a demon spirit that she saw. Saul had inquired of the Lord... By the means of the Urim and the Thummim. He had gone to the prophet. He had sought God by means which were allowable. And God would not answer him. Why would God answer him by this means? A means which was forbidden. Had God answered Saul by this means, he would have been going against his word. So I don't believe God had anything to do with these particular happenings here. He went to a witch. He wanted the opinion of a familiar spirit, and that's what he got. He communed with this demon spirit. And let me just stop right here and deal with some things. You, as a child of God, you have no business reading a horoscope. You, as a child of God, you've got no business playing with a Ouija board, tarot cards, going to a palm reader, or anything of that nature. You are communing with demon spirits. Let me go another step further. You, as a child of God, you've got no business watching horror movies. You are communing with demon spirits. Halloween is right around the corner here in just about a month or so from now. You, as a child of God, you've got no business dressing up like a devil, a demon, a goblin, a spook, or a dead person, or anything of that nature. You are communing with demon spirits. And you've got no business as a child of God participating in such things. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Whether that was Samuel or a demon spirit, it didn't do Saul any good. If anything, it made his situation worse. Because that demon spirit, Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen. 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 16. "Wherefore then hast thou asked of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee and is become thine enemy?" Moreover the Lord will deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines and tomorrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me. Those words are chilling. Those words so gripped Saul. He was so afraid that there was no more strength left in him and he literally passed out on the floor. And they aroused him after a while and he was able to eat a little something and he went home that night. The next day, as the battle ensued, Saul who once had the Spirit of God upon him, now has the Philistines upon him. He watched as his three sons died beside him. The Bible says that the archers hit him. He was sore wounded. And he asked his armor bearer, thrust me through with a sword, because if these Philistines catch me, they're going to torture me. His armor-bearer wouldn't do it. Saul pulled out his own sword and fell upon it. Committed suicide. He died lost. He died an enemy of God. And he's in hell right now. He's been in hell now for over 3,000 years and will continue to be there forever and forever. And friend, it did not have to be that way. There are some of you sitting in this place and I know there are many of you listening by radio right now. God has dealt with you. He has called you time and again. He has dealt with you. He has granted you permission to come to him, but you would not. You said, I'm going to do it on my deathbed. You don't know what state of mind you'll be in, sir, when you're on your deathbed. Today is the day of salvation. God forbid you walk out of here today and you draw your last breath and you step into eternity. Where will it be? Where will you spend great eternity? I watched the news this morning. John McCain passed away. And they were talking about all the good things that he has done for this country. And my hat is off to him, but when he stepped into eternity, the only thing God was looking for was the blood of Jesus Christ applied to the doorpost of his heart. Did he go before God and repent of his sin and ask Jesus to come into his heart and life? That's the only thing that matters. Your good works will not save you. Only faith in the finished work of Christ will save your soul. And that is it. Where will you spend great eternity? This morning I don't know your heart. Maybe there are some in this place. Maybe there are some by radio. God's dealing with you. And you want to be saved. And you just don't know exactly what to do or what to say. I'm going to pray a sinner's prayer this morning. I'm going to ask this congregation to pray it along with me. They're going to help you. Just saying some words won't save you, but if you believe it in your heart, then God has promised that He'd save you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and repeat this after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you as a lost sinner. Please forgive me, wash me, cleanse me with your precious blood. You said in your word, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If we'll believe in our hearts that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, And confess it with our mouths. Then Lord you would save us. And whosoever shall call. Upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. And right now. I call. Upon your name. And right now. I believe. I am washed. I am cleansed. I am saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer with me today and you meant business, you need to tell somebody. If you're listening by radio today, give us a call. The information will be immediately following this program. today has been a blessing to you, and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message. Just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- 299 299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy, and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box six hundred one. Bailey, North Carolina 27807. We look forward to hearing from you.